Hi, Tessie. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. Are you scared? I'm so scared. Me too. Sunday scaries. I know. No, I actually had the Sunday scaries like last night. I did too. Why? Because I watched This Is Us the entire day. I don't know. I, I don't know why you did that. Yeah. Like 10 I'm hours. i today. <laughs> I know. I'm really upset. So like my eyes are so like swollen. Oh, sure. Because you, I know. So that's, I like I said, I've heard about it, haven't watched it, and because um, I would uh, 100% cry. I straight up started crying like watching, uh, I think it was like, and I'm not a sappy person, but I, I was watching um, like a commercial the other day. Commercials are so intense now. <laughs> I no okay. Was it a, a SPCA or Sarah McLaughlin? Oh my god. Um no, uh, this weekend I um, I was in Austin and we were at this bar watching and waiting for the A and M game. And as I was just like looking up at one of the TV screens, obviously like you can't hear sound because it's super loud in there. But I saw one of the most disgusting commercials I've seen in a long time. Really? Yes. The beginning of it had like this house and people were having like a house party or like a game day party and they and the camera zooms in on this bowl of queso. And like people, you know, you always see those like tor- like Tostitos commercials like mm-hmm. you're dipping the chips. Well, instead of like, you know, people like standing around dipping chips, they dip their two <gasps> fingers in it. Whoa. And I know, like I'm just at a bar Ugh. like I have no context cuz I can't hear what they're saying. So they start it like you know how they like aggressively dip chips in like yeah. And they're doing this with their first two fingers and eating it. And then Ew. this one lady does it and then feeds another guy her fingers. I wanted to barf. That's disgusting. Like, what the fuck is this commercial? And it was for, like, this freaking uh, financial app. I was like, that... What? Wait. <laughs> That's why I brought up this. So odd. But you remembered it. And Yeah, but it doesn't make me want to have anything to do well, with that app. impression, for <laughs> sure. Did, That's did. for sure. Well, guys, welcome to Cocktails and Conspiracies. Yeah, welcome to our Cocktails and Conspiracies podcast. Woohoo! We are going to drink a few cocktails and talk about conspiracy Weird shit. So, this is our 10th episode? Yeah, we're double dig. Ah, we double digits. Digits. Well, one, we're getting excited because people are actually listening to us. And yeah. It's really surprising. Like, it's pleasure, it's delightful. That people are listening to us. I know. But, um... So today we're talking about spontaneous human combustion. Weird. Basically blowing up from the inside out. And so, duh, we have to drink something with Fireball. Of course. So I wanted to make like a cinnamon toast crunch shoddy drink type. Yeah. So the easy shot way is one part rum chata, one part Fireball. But we made ours to make a drink. So... We did three cups of milk, one cup simple syrup, dash of cinnamon, a little bit of vanilla, pinch of nutmeg, and then we did like a cup of fireball and half a cup of <laughs> vanilla vodka. So many ingredients. <laughs> all right. Let's let's cheers and try. So let's taste it. And all of our um, drink recipes are on our website, yes. cocktailsandconspiracies.org, because there's no way you're going to remember that. Right. Cheers. Cheers. This is damn good. It almost tastes like eggnog. Hmm. Maybe it is eggnog. It's pretty. I can taste the fireball in there too. Oh, you can. Yeah. Good. I haven't <laughs> I just, had it. I just took because it tasted so good. I just took a really big gulp of. It. Yeah, you gotta be careful because <laughs> there is a lot of fireball in there. No, that's really good. Well, good. Well, and also, I mean, 
hopefully we won't spontaneously combust after drinking us i know you know alcohol does not help you it does we will all find out (laughs) so yeah if you guys have rum chata and fireball at home you can whip up a quick shot or you can look on our website and get the rum chata recipe make your own rum chata but so we're drinking today. Great job. Okay. Hi-ya. So what is it? Tell us what is spontaneous, spontaneous combustion. That's going to be really fun for me to do today. Yeah. So spontaneous. Okay. So spontaneous human combustion. It's a term encompassing reported cases of the combustion of a living or recently deceased human body without an apparent external source of ignition. So literally it's when someone lights on fire the inside out. And, like, they just die. They just spontaneously, out of nowhere. Yeah, there's no accelerant. There's combust. no, like, oh, hey, somebody put a match to their Mm-mm. arm or something. No. There's- and the really weird thing is, with there have been a lot of these cases reported. And with all of them, like, there's a limb or, like, some part of their body. That's, that's left. That's left Ugh. totally undamaged. Everything else is soot. Like, their bones are soot, but their shoe is still on their right foot that is there. And that's so weird. So weird. I kind of think the EBGBs just fun. Yeah. yeah. So it's an awful way to die. So there's been, I see a stat right here, 200 real cases in the past 300 years, which is the actual cause of death, like out of the coroner's report. Like cause of death, spontaneous human combustion. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I know. I so love it. okay. So what we're gonna do is like tell a few of the stories yeah. and then kind of talk about possible scientific theories behind them if you want to listen to another uh storytelling of this there's this podcast called lore it's amazing if um uh you know i I don't know if our listeners or anybody has heard of this but it's this guy aaron Mankey. he produces and writes all of these and it's actually now a show on amazon and it what it does is like just talks about like all like folklore from all over the world yeah, and like I love the that. way he puts it together is really nice so he did one it's called the like fire within or fire in the be- like something like that fire and it's about like spontaneous combustion so it's like oh, his okay. like his episode i forgot what episode i'll put it on the uh show notes but he talks about this and he tells some different stories but um his is really good too Ooh, so, that's good to know yeah okay yeah, lore. Really yeah lore is awesome um Okay, so you go with the this first lady. Okay, so like first you said, there have been person. 200 real cases of spontaneous human combustion in the past 300 years. And the very first story is with Polonus Vorticis. That's an old-ass sounding name, and it is. <laughs> yeah. He drank two ladles of wine and started vomiting fire like a fucking dragon. Ew. And then gradually got burned to death. So I guess he was screaming, and every time he screamed, fire would come out of his mouth, and then it slowly, like, burned his body to death, and he just died in front of everyone. But, you know, people are really dramatic and I know like to tell stories in the 15th century, Ugh. so. No, that is one thing that. Um, drama queens. Maybe they're just being dramatic. I know. But, yeah, you can't believe those little, little sneaky sneaks. But that was the very first reported Britain. story. Okay. Spontaneous human combustion in 14 seconds. They probably thought it was witchcraft. Who knows? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so this next one, let's fast forward about a little under 300 years. So this lady, Countess Cornelia Bandy. Um, Countess. I wonder if Countess. she is. Countess Luann. 
<laughs> she just came back reincarnated. <laughs> they're related. They're both well, and they're both drinkers. So, <laughs> yeah. love um, and for, shout out. She's nuts. Yeah. So here's how this one goes: On the evening of June twentieth, seventeen forty-five, Countess Cornelia Zingari di Bandi of mm, Cecina. C-E-S-E-N-A, of Verona, burned to death. She was 62 years old. She went to bed at a normal hour. But when the maid came in the following morning, she found the countess's, and here's the quotes, corpse on the floor in the most dreadful condition. At the distance of four feet from the bed, there was a heap of ashes. Her legs with the stockings on remained untouched, like you said, um, and we're going to put all of these pictures on Instagram so you can actually see. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Ooh, gross. Oh, like, ugh. <laughs> so uh, so the stocking, oh, the legs with the stockings on remained untouched and the head half burned lay between them. Nearly all the rest of the body was reduced to ashes. Unquote. The bed was disturbed as if she had risen from the bed, but neither it nor any other item in the room showed any trace of fire. This was noteworthy because the scene and the many details of it um, defied conventional understanding of pyrotechnics. Yeah, no one had explained it. it. So a small oil lamp on the floor was covered with ashes, but had no oil in it. And in in two candlesticks, which stood upright upon a table, the cotton wick of both candles was left, and the tallow of both had disappeared. Crazy. The bed was disturbed if she had just risen from it, but nothing showed any other trace of fire. Just her. Crazy. I mean... I feel like that's I've, kind of a tangent, but I feel like there's just been so much fire in my life lately. Oh. Because of last night, this is us. <laughs> <laughs> it was the episode where Jack died. It was so much... Oh, God. It was you a lot. went off into your own world for that. Well, because you told that story so well, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I went back to last night. Just that. Did you see? Yes. Yes, y'all. She left her body. I don't know where she went. But what? Yeah. Fire in your life. Because that's how Jack dies. Fire. Their house catches on fire, and um, he like rescues his daughter. He t- gets everyone out, and then he goes back in to get the dog. And makes it out, but then he dies at the hospital. He has a heart attack. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing so Because if you don't laugh, you'll cry. Well, yeah, which is why my eyes are so puffy today. I cried all night long. I watched 10 episodes. That's, <sighs> no, when you told me that early, I was like, that is an intense day. I know. I walked in McDuff's apartment and I was like, hi. <laughs> Just so gloomy. <laughs> But it hey, really affected me. So, is, so should we call this drink like fire in your life, Jack? It's fire, fire in my, in my life, life. lately. <laughs> so it was perfect that we're doing okay. this today. Fire in my life. Yeah. <laughs> what a weird drink name. Oh we'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, work, on we'll work on that too. <laughs> okay. So but that yeah. was uh, that was old old corn, corny Cornelia. Corny Cornelia. Wow. And the weird thing is the candle. Yeah. That freaks me out. Because that happened to mine too. Yeah. So that's, and and really like the point of these is just, there's all these stories, but they all have very similar 
Yeah. If we'll not talk the about exact <clears throat> same outcomes. Crazy. Okay. Next person we're highlighting. Okay. Mary <clears throat> Reasoner. This was in 1951. This is actually a very well-known case. Um, so it's July 1st, 1951. 67-year-old widow, Mary Reasoner. She's from St. Petersburg, Florida, and she is a victim of this. So the last time Mary had been seen alive was at 9 p.m. the night of the fire. Her son, Dr. Richard Reasoner, and her landlady, Mrs. Carpenter, had visited her and said their farewells like at about 9 o'clock. And then when they left, Mary was just there sitting in her chair, like being old. Sure. Yeah. Um, later that night, she fell asleep sitting in that chair. And then the next morning, Mrs. Carpenter, that's the landlady, she was going to go deliver a telegram. So this was back oh, in the day. Oh, sure. I know, a telegram. Sounds so weird. So she wanted to deliver a telegram. A telegram, yes. And then she noticed that she smelled smoke and then went to go open, try to open the door, and she noticed that the door handle was really hot to the touch. So she called the police. And then um, when they finally got into her apartment, they found this crazy scene. So her remain, the remains of Mary were on a burned-out chair with only the charred, coiled springs Ugh. remaining. Not sad. Wait, wait, back up real quick. So the lady, she couldn't get in, so she immediately called. Oh, but the door handle. The was door hot. handle was hot. She smelled smoke. Okay, so. okay. Um, the only parts left of Mary okay. were her left foot, mm. which still had a slipper on. Ugh. Yeah, so a left foot with a slipper on. Did a little tiny piece of spine, and then a mysteriously shrunken skull. So scientifically. When you're burned alive, your skull swells or actually explodes. Mm. Um, so it's really weird that her skull had shrunk to the size, a tenth of what it was, like the size of a cup. Mm. So um, according to the coroner, in order for a body to be cremated, it has to burn at 3,000 degrees Fahrenheit for three to four hours. Right? That's mm. fucking hot as hell. Yeah. The surrounding area was unaffected, though. The upper walls and the ceiling were blackened with soot, but the lower half was untouched, completely oh. untouched. So, like halfway up, so to the like, ceiling, the um, the light switches were all melted because those are at like arm level or whatever eye level. So those were all melted, but the outlets right below it were perfect. What? Not weird. Yeah, and um, again, candles that were on a nearby windowsill. They were completely melted with the wicks just standing straight up. The wicks yeah. weren't affected at and all. And that's the thing that lights on fire. So why did that not light on so fire? Weird. Okay, and the weirdest thing, a stack of newspapers were right next to Mary, and they remained undamaged. Newspapers, which are like... That doesn't make any sense. Like, that's an yeah. accelerant. Like, that's what... You literally use to light a campfire is, like newspaper so neighbors had no idea there was even a fire and then when the firefighters got to the scene the heat was so intense they quote-unquote could not stand it wait firefighters couldn't stand the heat but so but there were flames i guess that well well, then why weren't things burning if there was like that intense heat because i don't know that's the thing okay Mm. so this last kind of example we're going to cover, it's the most recent story. This guy, uh, Michael Faraday, in 2010. So, not that long ago. 
So he was a 76-year-old man who was found burned to death in the living room of his home at Clareview Park, Ballybane, Galway, on December 22, 2010. His body, his body was partly consumed by a fire that was driven by the wick effect, which I think you're going to cover later, right? Yeah. Okay. Which commonly occurs near and is aided by an open fireplace. His death was recorded as spontaneous combustion by the coroner in 2010. So this is 2010. Yeah. yeah. So this doesn't sound like old, you know. Yeah. Oh, he died of the consumption. Right. Right. Yeah. Or she has hysteria, like we talked about last time. Um, So, in the early hours of December 22nd, uh, Faraday's neighbor, Mister Mannion, was awakened by the sound of his smoke alarm. Like, so I guess of Faraday's smoke alarm. Mannion went outside to find heavy smoke coming from Faraday's house. Getting no answer from him, he roused local residents and the Gardai and the fire service. Faraday's body had been found lying on his back with his head closest to an open fireplace. The fire had been entirely confined to the sitting room, and the only damage found was to the totally burnt body. Again, only damage. Is that because the body is so hot that the fire can't spread? Like, that's, that's the part like to it, me that is the most confusing. Because after last night watching This Is Us, fire sure. spreads. Fire is known to spread. It spreads. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Are you saying, like, the body is so full of water that it, like kind of puts the fire out as it's burning it is that what you're saying or like or or the body is so hot that the fire is not spreading because the body's so flammable like because it's burning off all like it, the fat and stuff and I, I don't know I'm just yeah. I'm just trying to think like why like it's so weird to me that this fire is not spreading it's just no I know I, I can't answer that either um <clears throat> let's see uh, only damage was found to the totally burnt body. The ceiling above and the floor... And Okay, so here's the only damage. was the burnt body, the ceiling above, and the floor beneath him. No trace of any accelerants was found, and there was nothing to suggest foul play had taken place. Assistant Chief Fire Officer Jerry O'Malley told the inquest into the death that after a thorough investigation, fire, officer, fire officers... I said that right... We're satisfied that the open fire was not the cause of the blaze, which led to his death. So what the fuck? <laughs> um, here, I have some more. So noodle on that while I read this. Um, a post-mortem carried out by pathologist Grace Callagy noticed that Faraday had suffered from type 2 diabetes and hypertension, but had not died from heart failure. <laughs> Callagy concluded, unlike... Blah, blah, blah from uh, this oh, is Surge. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Surge. I was going back to Surge Monest from, Pro- I don't know why, from Project Bluebeam. Jack. Jack. Because he died from heart failure, right? Oh. Yeah. But Faraday did not. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to take some time to get through. This is Jack's episode. I love you, Jack. <laughs> I do. He's such a great guy. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, you don't see it, so you don't know. People that watch This Is Us. Oh, they know. They're like, yes, they know. Yes, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone's nodding their head like, oh, yeah, we love that. Oh, got you, sister. Um, 
Okay, so <clears throat> had not died from heart failure. Callagie concluded that the extensive nature of the burn sustained precludes determining the precise cause of death. In September 2011, the West Galway coroner, Dr. Sierra McLaughlin, so obviously, look, they had like a shit ton of people, you know, investigating this. Like yeah. two different fire, like, off, like, um, departments, or like not fire departments, but like, you know, government or bodies or whatever. And then two corners, a pathologist. And so this, the second corner, um, McLaughlin informed the inquiry into the death that he searched medical literature to determine the cause. The coroner referred to Professor Bernard Knight's book on forensic pathology, which states that a high number of alleged incidents of spontaneous human combustion had taken place near an open fireplace or chimney. The coroner subsequently made a statement to an inquiry. This fire was thoroughly investigated, and I'm left with the conclusion that this fits into the category of spontaneous human combustion for which there is no adequate explanation. What the fuck? It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and this was seven years ago, so it's not like, yeah, you know, people in the 1400s thinking it's like the devil. Right. <laughs> so, like it happened in 2010. So um, the only thing I could find, like... <clears throat> And um, and you'll you'll probably uh, you know people speculating on like another cause. So this guy, his name is Benjamin Radford. He's a science writer and a deputy editor of the Skeptical Inquirer. It's a science magazine. I don't know how much clout this guy ha- has, but like this is the only other like thing I could find talking about like what it could be if yeah. not spontaneous he, spontaneous human combustion. He said. <clears throat> So Faraday's case may not be as mysterious as it looks. There was, after all, an open fire close to his burned body. It seems like likely a spark or ember might have popped from the fire onto his clothing and caught his clothing on fire. It's not clear why the coroner conclusively ruled this explanation out. He also ca- This guy also cast out on the plausibility of spontaneous human combustion. If SHC is a real phenomenon and not the result of an elderly or infirm person being too close to a flame. Why doesn't it happen more often? Well, I mean, 200 times 300 years. It's like, that's a lot. Is it? Is it? I don't think so. But maybe it does happen more often. Oh, in all the world. But it could happen more often. Right. But what do we... But I get that guy's point, too. Yeah. But, yeah, and that's the only thing. If if that coroner... Well, all those people investigated it, and if somebody was like, here's why, just like a floating ember didn't, like cause this then i would be like oh yeah spontaneous human combustion is a real thing but the guy had a good point but like i said i don't know who the hell this guy is yeah that's the only thing i find it's funny so i already had put a list together that i found um on like what the likely like characteristics were and then i saw in the the outline you had said hey talk about the causes like i already did it so this is like the things in common like the care yeah like what all these recurring yeah. Characteristics. Okay. So victims were older, usually over 60. Victims were overweight. Oh my God. Could you imagine how sad if it was like a little kid? Oh God. Thank God. It's just for the elderly. No and the alcoholics. Yeah. Yeah. Victims led inactive lives. Women were more prone to spontaneously combust than men. Um, 80% of the victims were female. 
At the scene, there were uh, there was often an external flame, such as a candle or a fireplace. Combustion was extremely rapid, and I wonder why. Like, I don't know why that, you know. Like, I, I read one theory, like, there's methane in the stomach and, like, you know, our enzymes. Like, and then with all the alcohol, maybe. It, like, but that's, an, that's not scientifically proven. Like, actually, there's um, <clears throat> stuff you should know. Um, is an awesome podcast too, and they have one I on. I love stuff you spon- know. Yeah, so, uh, they have one on spontaneous human combustion. So they talk about that, like the more sciencey stuff, a little yeah. bit on there. So check that one out too. But they're like, yeah, you, that hasn't been scientifically proven about like the methane in your stomach and stuff like that. So um, the flames. Okay, so this number eight. The flames were difficult to extinguish. The flames produced a strong foul odor. The surrounding room was coated with a thick, yellow, greasy film, which is fucking gross. Ew. Because that just, like, for me, like, and I don't know if, like, this is the actual color, but, like, you know, if, like, you look in the doctor's office or, like, you look at, like, graphs of the human body online, like, they always color fat as yellow. Yeah, You know what I mean? It's, like, vilely. So that's what I was thinking about. Ugh. Okay, number 11. the, The first usually consumed the trunk of the body... But left the head and extremities intact. So it's mainly like the torso. Where all the um, fat, fatty fat fat mm-hmm, is. The fatty fat fat. <laughs> Accidents occurred during fair weather and more often. Oh, what? Accidents occurred during fair weather and more often in winter than in summer. So like fair, like not stormy weather, but like yeah. kind of cooler, not super hot. Weird. Um, it is weird. The last one is more damage is caused on the outside of the body than the inside. Which doesn't make sense. What do you mean? The out... That's just one of the things. So I guess because they have found a few... Like they couldn't find an accelerant. Like they couldn't find like how it started on the inside. Right. Yeah. Ugh. So... Yeah, because um, it's ashes. Like your body turns into ashes. Yeah. Um, this old kind of like... It's called um, La Farms Quarterly. It said they ranked various spirits in terms of their likely contribution to spontaneous combustion. This is like kind of back like a couple hundred years ago. Um, Gin is the first, was Mm -hmm. the one to contribute the most, followed by brandy, whiskey, and finally rum. So vodka's not on there, so I think we're safe. We're we're not going to spontaneously combust. Thank God. Not anytime soon, at least. (laughs) So, okay. So that's the characteristic. So as long as you don't tick too many of those boxes, I think you're fine. Yeah. So, okay. Okay. So, what's the uh, Wick effect? So, I guess this is the most plausible, like, alternate theory. So, this maintains that the body's high fat content explains most cases of spontaneous human combustion. There's an external ignition source that burns through the victim's clothes and skin very quickly, releasing the fat, which is then reabsorbed into the surrounding clothing, creating a source of continual combustion that continues until the fuel is burned up. So since there's never been a case of a naked victim ever, this is really an attractive theory. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was just looking, it says, like, so the clothing soaks up the melted human fat. Yeah. And acts like the wick of a candle. Isn't that crazy? That's so gross. But to me, I just want to know, like, how does it start? And it says that, you know, there is an external ignition. So it starts from somewhere externally. But since your fat content is so high and, like, most of them have a high alcohol content too, it doesn't spread. It just goes immediately to the body, to the... Yeah. 
internal fat juices. Ugh. So gross. It makes me like not want to eat ever again and like not. not have any fat on me. Maybe that's what we should call this drink because the whipped cream looks kind of like fatty and curdy. It does. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't want it anymore. Now that we've talked about this, I'm done. Yeah, don't. So don't put whipped cream on your yeah. this drink. We did because it was cute at first. I mean, don't. it looks nice. It looked nice. Yeah, this should be called like Fat Fire or something. <laughs> or Fire Fatty. <laughs> How about Fire Fatty? <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So, yeah, hope, hopefully you guys got a little grossed out with us today. <laughs> yeah. So, um, as we're getting better at this podcast thing, we wrote ourselves a list of reminders just to be totally transparent. So, well, the first one is please continue. Continue. To follow and rate us. Rate and subscribe. Please. Rate and subscribe. I know that's the that's the podcast mantra, but it's totally true. We'd love we'd love to know who you are and like yeah. and what you think. And, and we want to hear your ideas and opinions. Oh, totally. We want to hear all the theories. All the theories, not just the ones we come up with our heads. Yeah. With our heads. With <laughs> our very own heads. What you think with is a head. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Yes. No, seriously, but like um so our our email address, if you want to do that, or is uh, Tessie and McDub at gmail.com. Direct message us on Instagram. We both are constantly on Instagram. Like, love Insta. Also, so like Tessie said, recipes are online mm-hmm. for our, all drink of our recipes. Drinks. Yes. And for the, what was this called? The Fire Fatty? Fire Fatty. So the Fire Fatty, yeah. if you want the full effect, put whipped cream on it and put ice in this drink. But if you don't and you just want like a really sweet, nice tasting one, don't. Don't put the whipped cream. We'll in put it. the shot recipe on too. Yeah, for so sure. You can have both versions. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Cool. Okay. Cool. What's what? What's coming up next? What can people look forward to? Well, our next episode. Okay, we got this idea from our pharma <laughs> pharma fucking villa yeah. episode. We're gonna look at old ads. Yeah. Like old advertisements, maybe even a commercial or two. Totally. They are. Hilarious. We we went on a tangent. We cut it out, but we went on a good like ten minute tangent, just reading some of the most misogynistic, shaming vintage <laughs> advertisements we've ever heard. God, but then, so like, funny though. But then, uh, yeah, oh, we've, come, whole, we've come a long way. Let's just say that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> women. So, okay, guys. Well, is that everything? I think that's. I everything. think I think that's that's everything. Yeah, we're not to the point where people are saying, like, or correcting what we're saying yet, so we don't have to make any apologies. Oh, my God. But I have a lot of corrections to make. But I'm just not even going to make them. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Oh. Too much. Mm. Too much. Too, you know what? We, we put each other on... We put ourselves under so much pressure, so we'll wait until somebody actually calls us out, and then we'll totally apologize and make yeah, the Yeah, call us out. If you call us out, we'll correct it. Oh, How for about sure. That? Totally. Cool. All right. Well, we love you. God bless and trust Trust no one. one. Bye. Bye. Have a great week.